When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by a much better looking Luke Owen. Uh, thank you very much. Hello, Swap Nation. Hello, Oliver Davis. Um, do you mean in the sense of better looking physically or just better looking because I don't look as ill as I did the other day? Those sta- those two sentences are the same, aren't they? Well, no, because when you said a much better looking, isn't like he's definitely mm. handsome yeah. and more handsome than I. Well, you, you, were, you were repugnant when you were <laughs> sick. So you are both better looking in a handsome way mm. and, uh, and healthier. I mean, really, my falling ill couldn't have come on a, a better day, mm. like on that Tuesday, where although I did need to be here to record the news, I didn't have to miss an episode of Wrestle Ramble. We didn't miss a podcast. Would have been disastrous. Would have been disastrous. So, uh, yeah, probably being ill on a Tuesday was a good thing, but man alive, I was just holed up in bed. I made a little duvet fort. I watched a bit of Survivor Series 1998 for the Patreon podcast, and... Yeah, I didn't really do much else. Hey, tell me more about that Patreon podcast. Oh, the Patreon podcast that uh, $5 plus backers get on Patreon, which is an exclusive podcast that you get into your podcast feed. I don't know if I can say podcast anymore. And it's us reviewing classic pay-per-views from years gone by that are voted for by Patreon backers. Oh, that sounds amazing. Like two, are you telling me it's like two, two and a half hours long, these reviews? They, they are actually two and two and a half hours. They are so long and the files are so large that Patreon often say, it's too long, mate. Mm. And I have to work to compress it down. I don't remove any of the content, ladies and gentlemen. I just compress down the quality ever so slightly. Is there any way we can put the link to Patreon in the description of this podcast? Yes, I believe there is. Because maybe some people, I, I was like this forever. I used to, well, I still do love the Solomonster podcast. And forever, he was like, donate on PayPal, donate on PayPal. Here's some PayPal shout outs. And I've ever like I'd do that at the start of the podcast, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm going to do that this this week," and then I would forget, and or there wouldn't be an easy way for me to just click it and mm. do it 
while I was doing something else. So, uh, yeah, if, if, if you want to support us and get some a little bit extra back, support us because we've got plans. Mm-hmm. We've got big plans. Better internet plans. Yes, and we are going to be uh, very soon loading some new goals to mm. our Patreon, which is very exciting. Yeah, so you can be a part of that. Uh, we're not going to shell any more, though. I'm going to go back to... Uh, oh, I know I had something to say before we got onto the podcast stuff. Do you want me to talk about my illness for a little bit more? Yeah, you can talk well, about Well, I mean, I, I had some Lemsip. I had some Strepsils, which um, I believe are both UK products. So maybe our American mm. listeners may not know exactly what those are. But they're like cold medicines and sore throat uh, tablets. I or believe... Like little, little sweet things. I believe in America, if you get uh, a cold, you just get prescribed antidepressants. From, from what I know. <laughs> from what I know about the healthcare system over there. Yeah, that, that sounds yeah. about right. Um, but basically, or a Z-pack if you see them punk. <laughs> basically, my uh, bedroom where I was, I was just... My wife was also off ill, but for different reasons. So she was in the living room working mm. and I was just in the bedroom with my duvet fort and I was just surrounded by tissues. I basically looked like I had the best weekend alone ever but unfortunately it was not that they were just filled with snot yeah your lady partner walks in Luke you must be really ill look at all these tissues here yeah oh, oh god, my so god Ill. how just did those get there the most ill let's get on some reviews before we jump into uh, uh, the Raw and Smackdown review first up from J- okay so this could be Jay-Z Boy one two three mm-hmm. or it could be Jazzy Boy one two three or like uh, Jay-Z Boy as in like a you know the lazy boy uh, sofas that you can get in America okay oh yeah 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 that works chairs. as well or, so I've got this thing uh, my lady partner it actually annoys her which is the best kind of running joke I yeah, find in, yeah, yeah. in personal relationships Right, I always call him Jay-Z <laughs> yeah, and it drives her up the wall. She's like, you know, when someone it actually annoys someone, she's like, yeah. honestly, stop it. It's not funny. And I, that's that's what I want. That's the reaction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, maybe JZ Boy One Two Three writes greatest pod ever. Not true. Pritchard be damned. Every time I listen, I can't help but feel I'm part of the conversation. You don't have to be super knowledgeable about wrestling because these guys fill it in with the best banter. On planet Earth. Well, thank you very much, Jay Z boy. Jay Z boy. Jay Z boy. Uh, I hope that he's. I mean, I guess he's referring to the globe, not the David Attenborough nature series, Planet Earth. No, because we do not feature on that. We do not know. We tried to, didn't we? <laughs> We Dave, to, Dave didn't let us on. No, we tried to do like an extra special one of uh, YouTubers in the wild. Yeah, yeah. Just and like peering around trees, yeah. spanking elephants. Especially with King Ross doing all of his videos out mm. in the woods at the moment. It was just like the timing was so perfect, but <laughs> Dave was just not, Dave was not up for it. Imagine if we, you know, oh, what's this in the wild? And like, just like, I don't, would have to go all the way. It's Newcastle, isn't it? Where yeah. they, they're based. It was like film through the trees, kind <laughs> of weirdly stalking. And you just see, Book has been seeing this and I think it's wrong. Yes. Great. Uh, if that gets back to King Ross or whatever he's called at the moment because of certain intellectual property disputes, you might have a, a rivalry on your hands. I don't think we'd have a rivalry. I think that me and Ross would be the best of buds. Oh, he does seem awesome. Uh, and, well, Ollie's favourite mark. That's what they've written here. 
writes, makes my walk to work better. Every day I listen to you, I have to only, I, I have to only have to, okay, well, that's written wrong. I only have to watch half an hour a day to spread it out. I used to hate wrestling marks, just wanting to enjoy the unrealistic storylines before my friend recommended this podcast to me. And now I think you should call me Mark Indy. Your wrestling insights plus nonsense rambling is the perfect blend. Maybe more Ollie, less Luke. <laughs> Winky, smiley face emoticon. And I love the Raw and SmackDown reviews, especially your opinion on Roman. Keep up the good work, Ollie and Luke. Thanks, Ollie's favourite Mark. Cheers, Ollie's favourite Mark. Uh, I know several people called Mark, and you're instantly better than all of them. <laughs> they're all rubbish. Uh, the, what was it? Your friend recommended the podcast... To you. What what better segue to tell all people who listen to this podcast, SWAF Nation, mobilize yourselves. Yes. Take put the planet Earth, David Attenborough's planet Earth, under siege and recommend us. I mean, there was a hero at this week's SmackDown who had a SWAF Nation sign. Mm. So maybe you could be one of those people that takes a sign to a wrestling show and lets people know about the SWAF Nation and the WrestleTalk podcast, or the WrestleRamble podcast, I should say. Um, just so before we do dive into the show, one point I do want to make about the preceding recording you're about to hear. Mm. We set up uh, a discussion uh, yeah. about uh, a possible Survivor Series theory that we we kept like putting it off and we said we were just teasing it. We don't have that conversation. Um, we forgot about it. So maybe we'll do it at the end of this podcast. That's your fault, man. How's I was, it my fault? I was good to discuss it there and then and you were like, no, no let's I, tease oh, it. No, well, I mean, I, I present to you the, uh, the evidence to say <laughs> contrary. Well, we're going to get into everyone's new favourite segment where we talk about stuff we've done wrong in the last episode Great Balls of Botch. Or Botch at the Beach. Botch at the Beach was good. Yep. I like Botch Lash. Botch Lash is good, especially because it ties into the joke that we have that every pay-per-view not WrestleMania or one of the big four mm. is Backlash. I get a kick out of every time we make a joke about the next uh, <laughs> thing being Backlash. Someone, at least two people, uh, different people probably, will comment in the comment section and say, it's not Backlash. <laughs> it's, enter correct name of pay-per-view here. Yeah. It's Roadblock. Mm end of the line yeah i'm like i don't want to explain the joke i want to continually confuse people very different from you because you love explaining jokes yeah i think that sometimes makes them awkwardly funny uh but you know i because uh i got quite excited in this week's smackdown like front uh front four rows there was a swaft nation sign you are represented on wwe tv what a hero yeah absolute hero we don't know who you are thank you so much for doing that but i I was so excited and so many people sent us photos and i saw it myself in the show Mm. and uh then i thought everyone else is gonna think they spelt the word soft wrong yeah twice (laughs) because of course you s-o-f-t s-a-w-f-t yep s-w-a-f-t like uh, Matthew of Botchamania once did. He certainly did. He did not know that we have actually created a wrestling movement. Mm. That's, uh, but, you know, it's a very small movement. Yeah, yeah. But it was represented. So, into Great Balls of Botch, one day we will get a flashy graphic of just a huge flaming ball whacking into our face. Is that last one a botch? Well, I, I'm just going to... It's it's both botches and viewer feedback. Okay, I, I lump enough. it all into one. Uh, that's fair enough. Okay. So uh, thank you, Xavier Hinton, for for pointing out that Neville might actually be making his way back to uh, WWE after PW Insider reported that about an hour before our video 
I wrestle ramble video about Neville potentially leaving went up. Yeah, there's times when we do news stories or news episodes, you've got to remember that we might not actually be around to read the news or it goes up mm. after news is broken. So sometimes news, you know, it, it's a little bit more, it's a bit difficult to stay on topic because it takes us a while to record these longer to edit yes and then longer to export and longer to upload yeah this uh this episode because raw and smackdown episodes take the longest we actually recorded several weeks ago yes and we, we're just very good at predicting things we use a, a soothsayer mm. um to predict the future and then we report on it that's how long it yeah. takes us she said she's never seen anyone like vince mcmahon she ca- cannot read the guy no. uh lambo 220384 that's obviously his birthday Right, uh, isn't it just NXT TakeOver War Games? We thought it was NXT TakeOver Houston, but of course it's been renamed this year. Yeah, and I think we thought it was Houston because the usual protocol is just to name it after the mm. city you're in. But yeah, it's it's War Games this year. I didn't know that was the, the name. I can't wait for NXT TakeOver R- Road... Ro- oh, screwed oh, it mate. up. Hog Wild. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, AJ Jeffers writes, hashtag, trying to get a new hashtag trending. Push naughty Luke. I'm assuming this is from when I uh, swore. You, we have a strict, clean, no swearing policy here on Wrestle Talk because viewers of all ages watch this. Uh, and yeah, Luke dropped a. I just, I just dropped a bomb. Mm. Dropped an S bomb. And um, Damien Shorver here writes, "Yo, Ollie's buff." Uh, I'm not sure why. Don't know, why, that, that's, that, don't know why that's in there. That made it into the mm. Great Balls of Botch somehow. It's not, that's not a botch. No, that's just a fact. And yes, I have been working out more recently. Thank you for noticing. Haha, <laughs> it's a Raw review looking jacked, man. Raw this week kicked off with uh, at Stephanie McMahon coming out like she'd never left <laughs> and dressing down Kurt Angle immediately. Doesn't matter if it's Mick Foley, Kurt Angle, every baby face Jason you're trying Jordan, to build up anyone. on the roster, Stephanie McMahon is going to... She, she always... And she starts building you up going, like, you know, Kurt, you're amazing. You've selected such a good team. But just one more <laughs> thing, like Columbo style. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that made made Kurt look particularly bad. And it's fine to make Kurt look bad, but let Kurt say something back. Yeah, and that's always been Steph's problem: mm. is that she she doesn't let anyone get one up on her. Um, she's very good at her gimmick, but it is the worst gimmick. And I mean, this might not be breaking news, but she might have the worst entrance music in WWE right now. I cannot stand it's, it. It is horrendously awful. But I don't know if that's because it's bad music or because I associate it with Stephanie's going to dress down my favourite people. <laughs> it's like a Pavlonian response. And you, yeah. you, brought, you bring up a good point, though. Stephanie is a character and a performer is incredible. She's such a good promo. The problem is, so was her dad, you know, one of the best heels of all time, but he let, like, probably 60% of everything the other guy got. You know, the baby face got against Vince. Yeah. Um, even the heel, like, he gave so much to Kevin Owens. Yeah. But uh, Stephanie just, it's like 99% her. 1% she's occasionally pushed into a big mud bath. Well, exactly. It's, you know, it's the, she got put through a table, but Seth didn't put her through the table. Triple H put her yeah. through the table. Uh, so, yeah, she came out, she sort of, but she, it was, it was a nice story they told. I like that it was logical reasoning where, look, John Cena is a free agent in WWE and you picked Jason Jordan, Kurt. Yeah, that was nice. And now Shane has picked John Cena to be on Team SmackDown. What the hell have you done? She and had- that, that was, I mean, that was a moment of logic I, I really, really liked. She had an amazing line during this spiel where she just said, and I quote, don't you know what's on the line? And I paused and I went, 
No, actually, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's on the line. What is on the line? It's the one time a year when oh, we're saying right. bragging rights. But of course, Kurt <laughs> Angle's job as well. Did you forget this? I genuinely did forget this, yeah. actually. Yeah, but I don't think that's what she was referring to because then she followed it up with, my brother Shane wants to take down Raw. Mm. So for her, the point that she was making was not Kurt Angle's job yeah. is on the line. Yeah, because it's it's not about our favourite wrestlers. It's about the McMahons. Yeah. Now, this brought out The Shield, who uh, Roman Reigns making his WWE return for, I mean, it's got to be about three weeks. I don't think it's quite as long as four because it was the go-home show to TLC. Uh, yes, it would be because, I mean, I've been married now for two... Yes, yeah, nearly three weeks. Yeah, that's, that's how you date well, that's, it. Well, yeah, because I had my uh, mini stag do, my stag do with my dad and my father-in-law, the day they announced that Roman Reigns yes, is off the show. Yeah, and that was the week before the wedding. So, yeah, it's about three three of yeah. Um I You see, you, you've got a New Year Zero for you. <laughs> yeah. I still go back to WrestleMania. That's how, like... <laughs> it's like... Because I'm not in a school academic year anymore. It's WrestleMania to WrestleMania. I'm on, I'm working on a WWE year schedule. So, uh, the, the Shield come out and... Dean and Seth don't really get anything in, which, you know, is kind of aggravating considering Seth's history with Stephanie and the McMahons. And the it was, but it was all in his facials because there's a great moment where Rome was like, because uh, Stephanie was like, where have you been? And he was mm. like, more to the point, where have you been? Yeah. Last time we saw you, you were put through a table and Seth in the background was doing this. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, so it's, yeah, that was funny, but it's not what the Shield should be doing. Like the Shield, for me, shouldn't be... Wacky. goofing off like that but that was a money line from Roman and Roman cut a good promo here he was getting cheered by the crowd you know Roman was awesome here. Was I, I thought he was great yeah. just don't give him too much dialogue just keep his lines short yeah. and snappy and he was just like where have you been and it was great it got such a great reaction and, and it made it like I felt like oh yeah this is what the big dog should be you keep telling me he's a big dog and it just it seems like an empty phrase but no this is He's ruling this yard. He just schooled Stephanie McMahon and everyone's kind of looking up to him, even Kurt Angle. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that was very good. And they announced that they're going to challenge the New Day for a Survivor Series match. So Reigns is cleared. Uh, He's good to go. And yeah, and the match I'm was happy. the match was sort of accepted in the show, but like they didn't show like a graphic to say that he had been accepted. Like I thought the new day would put out a tweet saying they like, did immediately. Did they? Yeah, all three of them were like we accept it, but they didn't put it up on screen. No, they didn't. Which no, would surprise me because they love doing that sort of thing. Two forty characters, man. It's too too long to put <laughs> that, on a screen. That's what it is. Like two eighty characters. Sorry. Uh, so first you up, you don't go on Twitter enough. No. First up, we had Bailey beating Mickey James and Dana Brooke, and the returning page. And no, the returning page. Oh, and but she was seen in Atlanta. Like she was. It was That's Sunday just, night. She was seen there. Things. She was photographed. Well, it, well you're being glib. <laughs> when PW Insider and the Wrestling Observer are not only saying she's there backstage, but that they have plans to bring her out. I'm just. I'm not saying it's you. I get excited, but you know, for every one of these, that you know, all the speculation, right? And then I'm like, you know what? Actually, that piece of speculation is too far. There's no way they're dropping the gender experiment and giving it to AJ. Didn't talk about any of the speculation or rumours. What happens? That happens. Yeah. So I'm just going to talk about any such nonsense all the time. Now. However, I will uh, partake in the speculation game when it comes to Paige uh, a little bit later on. I think I know where you're going with Natalia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Bailey, as we've said, this was a, the, the qualifying match for the final place. And you had the four war women out there. So Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks and Asuka. And 
What did you think about having Asuka just just standing out there? Just making her look like one of the raw women. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't overly keen on it. Because it wasn't bad, but it could have been so much better if the commentary team were putting over, where's Asuka? And then Corey Graves is like, she is a wild card. She's not gonna, uh, you know, bow down to Alicia Fox of all people. Like, she's a renegade. And then maybe just have Asuka walk out at the end. Dana, like, walk into the ring. Dana Brooke's like, what are you doing here? Boom. Yeah, absolutely. Like a badass. Like, the way to book Asuka, as as you did when you were in uh, NXT, is treat her like the female Brock Lesnar. Mm. And like if you had this, if you had Brock Lesnar in this role, you wouldn't have had Lesnar standing out there. No, because that's not what Lesnar does. It's like yeah, it's the, there's there's a level above the the nor, the uh, the sort of stuff that everybody else does. There was a reason AJ Styles didn't get involved in the SmackDown Raw invasion. Or Orton. Because, or Orton, because AJ... Well, I think Orton should have been. But AJ is, you know, he's that... He is in the Lesnar bracket at the moment. So it's it's a wiser choice to not have him out there. Even though it's the house AJ Styles built. And he's had a home invasion. And he's not run out with a baseball bat. And he was there. And he was there. Yeah, we knew he was there. Um, if he, so, I was on Reddit and uh, everyone was like, "Where's where was Orton in the thing? Uh, echoing my concerns. And someone said he was outside vaping. <laughs> nice. And then someone underneath commented that, the vapor Randy Orton. <laughs> I was like, God, I, oh, why didn't I think of that? Uh, so, yeah, this was Bailey 1. Uh, it kind of puts to bed any of the Bailey Sasha Banks dissension that well, they seem to be building. I beforehand. don't know because they were really putting that over on commentary before the match started. Like they showed a video clip and they had both Michael Cole and Corey Graves going like, "Look at Bailey's face in this. Look like she's mm. really annoyed about this." So maybe it's just that now Bailey's on the team. Maybe they'll do the dissension, the split, um, uh, you know, during the actual match itself. But I'll be honest. The highlight of this match for me was Asuka kicking Dana Brooke in the face. That was good. Yeah. So good. I've literally written in my notes, in caps, what a kick. Yeah. Like, that bit shouldn't have been changed. It's just Asuka standing outside with everyone yeah. in the first place. Uh, the, the page stuff, by the way, the, the sort of speculation and some, I think PW Insider said some sources had said, but didn't say, like, it's a done deal, uh, that Paige would be the fifth member of Team Raw. Uh, but she posted some social media posts backstage earlier in the day giving the game away that she was backstage and it's thought that might have played into you know if if they're like oh we've got bailey and we've got page uh, but page has kind of ruined the surprise to her 5.4 million instagram followers or mm-hmm. whatever let's go with bailey bring back page the night after survivor series which also works i think mm-hmm. uh, but a returning page just makes this survivor series card even more loaded. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, that was my thing. I may as well mm. uh, say it. Well, do you want to talk about it now or should we wait till SmackDown? Let's wait till SmackDown. Wait till SmackDown. Uh, we'll tease. Yeah. This is the way we keep people watching. The problem is they can just click the timestamp. No, no, they don't do that. Not <laughs> at this point. If you're 15 minutes in by this point, you're watching to the end. Uh, then we had Enzo Amore and Drew Gulak beating Akira Tazawa and Kalisto. Enzo and Drew are pretty decent, aren't they? Uh, Drew Gulak is the best. Uh, I love it when uh, Enzo shouts, how are you doing? And Enzo and uh, Drew just quite calmly says, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it's... Oh, they're so good together. It's the sort... Like, imagine if they were an act... I mean, they are on the main roster, but on the, norm, the non-cruiserweight roster, mm. and you could put them in a really solid tag team feud with... 
I don't know, a baby face team. Well, here's the thing with Raw at the moment. If you include the cruiserweights within this, you've actually got some like teams waiting to happen. Mm. You've got uh, Apollo Crews and Akira Tozawa as Titus Worldwide. Yep. Like that was that seemed like they're on a plate, ready to be. That's another team that you can put into this role. You've also got um, uh, Kendrick and Gallagher yep. as a yep. team. You've got Enzo and Gulak as a team. Like you've got these little teams that are kind of there, ready. Lucha Dragons, the Lucha bringing Dragon. over Sin Cara. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. not like Kalisto's really flourishing in uh, in Two Hundred Five Live. So, mm. like, and then Raw could have an, an absolutely stacked tag team division, and just like a, a stacked mid card as well, yeah. because you know Cedric Alexander, Rich Swan, those are guys who could compete in that intercontinental title mix. Yeah, and then it doesn't you, feel like it because they we've been conditioned to see them otherwise. And you can move some of those teams over to SmackDown yeah. if you wanted to try and bolster up like I mean although they have got the greatest tag team in the world debuting next debuting week. Debuting next week Bludgeon Brothers of course. Don't spoil it. Uh we're teasing. Yeah, Miz, oh man, Miz and a, a Miz Cedric Alexander feud. I don't know why that gets me going so much. <laughs> anyway, this was pretty throwaway though. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, although I, I did enjoy it for yeah, the th- time they had. I thought it was good fun. Next up, great great segment building into the Survivor Series uh, go-home stuff. Kurt Angle was backstage with Team Raw. So, you know, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and... Oh, Jason Jordan and himself by this point. And he's like, you know, here's some prep matches. Joe and Balor, you were fighting last week, so this week you've got to work together as a team. Love that. Jason Jordan, you're facing Bray Wyatt. Fine. You know, okay, that makes... Well, sense. I think he said, like, you need a big test yes. because you're about to set, walk out onto a big stage. So I'm going to put you against the scariest person I've ever met, despite the fact he's been in the ring with The Undertaker, mm. Bray Wyatt. And Braun Strowman, he starts to talk to Braun Strowman, and Braun Strowman just cuts him off and goes, I want Kane. Samoa Joe's face yes. made this. It was so good because I was like, hmm? Yeah, yeah, give yeah, him Kane. Give him I game. think it's best we do what Braun <laughs> wants. So Kurt was just like, yeah, fine, you've, you've got uh, Kane. Perfect. I mean, WWE. Don't book everyone fantastically. I think we can agree with that. But what a job they've done with Braun. The only blemish is that Brock Lesnar loss. Yeah, pretty much. And that was just more of a match, like the way the match was laid out. Everything else has been fantastic. Although there was a point, actually. I was recently uh, watching Botchamania where they were covering uh, No Mercy? Backlash? Yes, it was No Mercy was the Brock Lesnar match. Wherever they had the match. And there is a point, and Matthew points it out, there's a point when they were apparently meant to do a Kimura spot Hmm. that... Uh, Braun would then break out of to kind of like you know add another big moment to the match and Braun's there waiting for Brock to do it and Brock just doesn't apply it huh. and, ju- and just rolls away and just says no, I'm not doing it what so, Brock actually says I'm not doing it I don't know if he says the words I'm not doing it his body, but he said, his body language essentially suggests that no I'm not doing that spot yeah I don't want you to destroy my Kimura lock yeah. oh fascinating yeah it's really interesting mm, so wow. uh, it's on Bosham it's not, it's not the latest one I think it's the one before that so next up, we had Miz TV, uh, special guest being the bar. I really like Miz, Cesaro and Sheamus as like a, you know, they're not a faction, but heels. Ba- I love it when heels just band together because they're heels. And they're the champions and yeah. that makes them brilliant. Yeah. And yet yeah, it's nice that at the end when they all held up their championship belts, I was like, there's a lot of gold on them. That's yeah. nice to see. Uh, but the other thing about the heels... Uh, banding with heels because they're heels is no honor among thieves as soon as Miz needs a favor like the other week when Braun Strowman was coming back the bar just said we don't know you man you're on your own say so, I, I love that relationship uh yeah this was fine Miz said some Baron Corbin stuff yeah he cuts a, cut a promo on Baron Corbin stumbled over his words a little bit um and I really wish they'd just stop having Cesaro cut promos yes yeah 
I mean, he, he can just be like, you know, just smile with his gum shield. I, I said it last week, but Seamus is good enough to carry the pair mm. of them as the mouthpiece. I, I mean, like, he's got, apparently, he's got a gum shield in because WWE don't want to see, want people to see that he's got braces on. Right, okay. I think, like, Cesaro having braces feels scary. Mm. And I'm not talking Andrade Cien Almas braces. <laughs> like, you know, big you're, old suspenders. You're talking braces. dental plan. Yeah, Lisa yeah. Lisa like needs braces. Big mental railroad tracks and Cesaro coming at you. That that's that scares me. That puts me on edge. Say, Bit I, of metal mouth. To be honest, it would give me like Vietnam flashbacks to when I was a, a teenager mm. and I had to have uh, braces. Did I ever tell you I had like proper full on like headgear braces? Headgear braces. I had like top and bottom joined together and um, with the headgear. For how long? Uh, about a year. Wow, it was, like, a really? Whole, a whole piece I had to have in my mouth like all day, every day, oh, while wow. I slept. I couldn't take it out when I was eating. Wow, yeah. I never knew. Uh, I didn't know they did those over here. I thought that was only an American thing. No, I mean, I, I'm one of the only people I know who's ever had to endure that. It but... must be quite nice wearing these again, like a <laughs> like an old fashioned. <laughs> again, just feels like Vietnam flashbacks. Yeah. Oh, geez. That's uh. That's not... I mean, I've still got a bit of brace, and I've got a retainer. Oh, really? Yeah, on the back. Oh, I'd, I had a fang. Like I had pretty okay teeth, mm. apart from this one tooth <laughs> just came out horizontally. Oh wow! Yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, wasn't always this attractive. Uh, the next up, we had Jason Jordan. To all those people in the comments that say I have a really bad overbite. Imagine how bad it could have been. Hey, what, have we both got bad overbites? I don't know. My, my yeah. chin's pretty receding. Yeah. This isn't entertaining <laughs> for people. This is just us chatting again. Uh, Jason Jordan beat Bray Wyatt next. Uh, this was Bray Wyatt's WWE return <laughs> for the first time. And you know what? You know what? I don't think Bray Wyatt was buried here. I actually thought by the end of the match, everyone looked better. It's hard to bury someone when you get a surprise roll-up. Yeah. Like, like Bray didn't just... He wasn't beat, you know, uh, convincingly. Mm. It was a surprise roll-up out of nowhere. He was just caught off guard. That's That, to me, is not a burial. Yeah. And, you know, he completely laid him out. It's one of the things where, like, neither person gets over because it's a slip on a banana peel win and then their heel destroys them afterwards. So they're both still at the same level they were when they walked in. Mm. But at the same time, at least Bray wasn't knocked down a peg. Yeah, and I think the actual match leading up to it, it was pretty 50-50. If anything, sometimes Bray was getting the better of him. I'd... Ooh. That was Luke's mug hitting the microphone. So I've got my lem sip. Lem sip because he's still ill. Uh, I, I just thought... When Bray Wyatt beat up Jason Jordan after the match, he had this big grin on his face. The crowd, not the intended crowd reaction, were chanting, thank you, Wyatt, or something yeah. to that effect, because they don't want to see Jason Jordan. They even, when Jason Jordan's knee was injured, kayfabe, and he was being helped out, they did the bye-bye song. Yeah. Uh, I, I just thought Bray Wyatt looked looked good here. Do you know what I think it is? I mean, he <laughs> looked like Bray Wyatt, but because we've the last time we saw him, he yeah. was Sister Abigail. We're like, oh, brilliant. Like, there's no mention of Sister Abigail whatsoever. That has just completely been dropped. It's just that we now treat that like a bad dream. Like, JR waking up in mm. the shower. Oh, no, it wasn't him that wake Jim up Ross. in the shower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jim Ross wakes up in the shower. It's like, good God almighty, Sister <laughs> Abigail. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I've just got an image of Jim Ross in the shower. <laughs> it's quite distracting. It's not water, though. It's just barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just lathering himself. With his uh, hat still on. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, so, and and cowboy boots. I'm putting too oh, much thought see. into yeah. the image. Uh, Bray, yeah, so Bray, yeah, and Finn, because they were just stuck together for so long. Yeah. 
And as soon as they're apart, everyone's like, they're not boring or bad promos. <laughs> yeah. I really like Finn. I really like Bray. I, and I really like Bray. I just, yeah, I hope I hope they've got something for him after Survivor Series. So do I. There was a great moment when uh, Jordan pinned Bray Wyatt. Booker T just shouted, what? <laughs> it really made me laugh. Top commentary. <laughs> uh, which will... I've got one for that uh, later. So Jordan, uh, Bray Wyatt takes out Jordan's knee. Jordan's held backstage. In the medical room, he's like, ah, my knee. And Kurt comes in and says, this looks bad for Survivor Series if you're injured. And Jordan just starts to look mortified, you know, sort of clocking on. I can still compete. I can still compete. And Kurt has uh, what I've written down here as trepidation face. I hope that's uh, the next figure that uh, mm. Mattel released for Kurt Angle. Yeah, Kurt Angle now with trepidation face. And and uh, if you get the exclusive mobile phone that you can put in his hand, and he can have trepidation face looking at a mobile oh, phone. Oh, do you reckon they'll do like in ten years' time when uh, the Mattel are looking for like the next series of like classic figures mm. to do? They'll do big secret reveal Kurt Angle where he's yeah. in his suit yeah. with mobile phone accessory. I'd buy it. Um. Uh, lawsuits or like yep. you know documents and stuff oh that'd be great Corey Graves looking concerned next to him <laughs> it's a two pack yeah. <laughs> defining moments <laughs> Corey Graves also with mobile phone yeah, accessory yeah. and walking off ability no one looking off look at, no one looking at each other okay next up we had one of the uh, my favourite parts of the show actually which was Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman can, of course Paul Heyman cuts an excellent promo. I think Brock Lesnar's doing some form of no- Movember yeah. or No Shave November because he had a... Like, Brock can grow a beard. Do you remember his UFC oh, yeah. beard? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Big huntsman beard. Yeah, like, oh yeah, you're not scary enough already. <laughs> Don't go clean shaven. Uh, so, uh, but Paul Heyman, his, his promo was structured around five reasons you should order the WWE Network. And, you know, that sounds... In anyone else's hands, that would have been a horrible sales pitch. You should put that in Michael Cole's hands. Yeah, it's... Oh. Uh, but uh, Heyman just makes it sound so natural, and he really built up uh, the idea of AJ's speed being better than Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And the following night, Daniel Bryan did the same, but with AJ's mental toughness. And I thought, they are doing a really good job, considering they've only had a weak build, to give a lot of context and story to this completely random matchup. As I've written here, wouldn't this have been great if it was four weeks ago? Mm. Because then you could have just built on all of this. But yeah, with just one week, they've done an amazing job. And the fact that when Lesnar was out, there was dueling chance for Lesnar and AJ. Uh, you know, it was the right call. Yeah, but here we go. My favourite part. During the promo, I think it was around number two, uh, the crowd got this... Before three. It was before three. Uh, the crowd got distracted and it was obviously because someone was proposing to their girlfriend in the crowd. Could have been boyfriend. Or your boyfriend, yes. Someone was proposing to someone. People were proposing. And, you know, someone tweeted us and was like, why do it here? Yeah. Like, what, what do of they, all times to do yeah, it. What, what's their foreplay like? <laughs> they watch old Paul Heyman promos. And, uh, but the, the, the Brock cottoned on what was happening before Paul. Did you notice yeah, that? Yeah. And he was like sort of, he gave a thumbs up to the person on the crowd. Brock's obviously as bored as sometimes we get in Raw and not paying attention to what Heyman's saying, just slightly adjusting the belt. He doesn't need to listen. No. He could just bounce around, just make sure the belt doesn't fall mm. off your shoulder, look intimidating. Yeah. Oh, the crowd are cheering for applause. This is where I smile. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and it's, Paul stopped because everyone was going, she said yes, she said yes. And then Paul Heyman get, like, puts 
leans out of the ring and says, the only reason, just so you know, the only reason she said yes is because she's never been in the ring with a beast like Brock Lesnar. So good. And considering like that moment of, you know, uh, uh, someone, and it was clearly someone proposing to his girlfriend, like, you know, that could have derailed a segment. Mm. But Paul Heyman is so good that like that, everyone was focused back on him again. Yeah. Like he's such, he's so good at manipulating, manipulating the crowd. And it's genuine as well. Mm. Like it's, uh, it's, when we went to watch Rev Pro last uh, Thursday and Friday, there's so much interaction with the with the crowd. You know, you get the crowd into it, whereas WWE feels so contained within the barricade, and there's no interaction with fans. So when something breaks through like that, and it feels like we're a part of it, I love those bits. I, I wish there was more. It's uh, like old wrestling games yeah. where you can't actually get into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. It's just like there's an invisible wall there. We are just 2D <laughs> the people that sort of disintegrate when you go through them. Just cardboard yeah. figures. Uh, and uh, when Brock got out the ring, he just shook a kid's hand. Oh no! It was so out of character. It was yeah. so weird. It was so weird. He just like, just like, all right, just like, and shook his hand. I yeah. was like, who's that kid? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was a Make a Wish thing from before. I, but yeah, there you go. It felt real. Yeah. I don't mind bits when they're like that. Uh, so next up, we had the Miz and the Bar versus the Shield. The battle of the definitive objects here. Lots of this. <laughs> it's like a. a a band name contest from the mid noughties where <laughs> the sums. Very good. Uh, there was, um, I mean, I don't know if your Booker T line was. Yes, ju- it's here. Is, yes. It, is it the same that I've got where he's talking about no one being on the same page? Uh-huh. Good. Like uh, this derailed the commentary for the match. Because Booker T, for whatever reason, was just like, Raw's in a state, man. No one is on the same page. And Michael Cole and Corey Graves are like, what are you talking about? Like, none of the men in the ring are involved in the five-on-five match. And... Actually, looking at Team Raw at the moment, they all do seem to be on the same page. Yeah. Booker T is just... He's chatting nonsense. Yeah. I don't... I, he's making up storylines in his own head. Yeah, and then hoping people are going to support him. It's like what you nope. do when you're watching a film that you don't like. Yeah, yeah, you... I make a better one. <laughs> but this is a good... Like, the te- WWE, the last three weeks, has been very, very good. Very good. I was, I, I was going to save this to the end, but I think... This is the best run of WWE programming for the whole of 2017. Could not agree more. Yeah, which actually, for a whole year period. Yeah. Because it... Not school year period, uh, but like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because last December and November were pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this was a very good match, though. I really enjoyed it. It's... Uh, I guess the Shield stuff was put off. This was the Shield reunion that we never got at TLC. So that, I mean, it is something you could have built up to for Survivor Series. You know, the match where they finally get together is against the New Day. Uh, so from that perspective, I would have saved it. But I did really enjoy the match. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I, I really like this. Although my notes do consist of just shut up, Booker. Mm. Um, and then there was a moment where Miz ran away into the crowd. And I was mm. like, oh, that's a really cool spot. Went to commercial break, came back. Miz is there. Yeah. And he's in control. And I was like... Oh, okay. Because yeah. Corey Graves, even on commentary, was like, what a, what a cowardly, cowardly move the Miz just did there. And you come back from commentary, and Corey goes like, I changed my mind, it was a brilliant move. Yeah. Odd spot. Uh, and Reigns finally got to hit a triple powerbomb on the Miz after, like, the... You know, it feels so long ago, those four... There was about three weeks where the bar and Miz were hitting triple yeah. powerbombs every, every week. This was a, a very chaotic ending, but mm. I loved it. Um, Kane had a backstage promo next, which was awkward. Written by Vince McMahon. Yeah, it was the complicated Kane verbiage, just eviscerate. Someone said on, I can't remember where they said it, 
but if you have to tell people you're a sick depraved monster you're not a sick depraved monster uh, which was one of the lines in there red lighting behind him you know, it would have been good like 10, 15 years ago. You say 10, 15 years ago, but like Kane was doing this. Do you remember when he was world champion and yeah. this was the promos that he got? Like he would do this in the in front of the live crowd and the lights would go red and music would play while he was doing it. Oh man, it's really bad. Saturday morning cartoon villain Kane. Yeah. Uh, but next up we had another of my favourites. Uh, this was probably my favourite segment in the whole show actually. And it was Kurt Angle coming out to emotionally announce that because of his son's injury, he's going to pull him from Team Raw. And but just before he gets to do it, Jason Jordan walks out, hobbling on his bad knee, yeah. already in tears. And he's saying on the microphone, don't do this to me, Dad. I'm, you know, this is, I'll never get a chance like this again. This is my dream. Not anything like, oh, well, Survivor Series, you'll get other opportunities. But then he says the line that cut through to me. This is, I wanted to wrestle with my dad. Yeah, great. You, that was a great line. Yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible gimmick, but that's a great line. And you think like, oh yeah, this rubbish storyline. Maybe you could make it work if you if you take this route. And uh, but then he also did say, it's the only chance I'll get to wrestle at <laughs> the one time a year where Raw and SmackDown go head to head in direct competition. Oh my god, that line! That line! It was said so much throughout this show, and it, it's one thing when Michael Cole says it. It's another when Corey Graves says it. It's the dirt worst when your wrestlers mm. say it. Because it never sounds natural. No. Oh, it was. No. Oh, it really did actually ruin the moment a little bit for me. And I've seen quite a few people online saying that uh, that Jordan's performance was really whiny and felt like a petulant teenager. But I thought it was great. I thought I, he really sold the character that he was playing. I and if I got that too, I got that he was a petulant uh, teenager, but I also got that he really wanted it. But those petulant teenager tendencies. I think that's the brilliant seeds for yes, the heel turn on his dad. Yeah, uh, yeah. so Kurt Angle looked conflicted. Oh, this was the other killer line. You know, you, you want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. I want to be just like you. Yeah, and you just like all, all the dynamics that are playing out there, like Kurt's hypocrisy. Is Kurt taking him off the team because he's overprotective of his son? Or what I think is a lot more interesting, did Kurt take Jason off the team? Because he only found out about this son three, four months ago. He hasn't really lived up to the expectations. The honeymoon period's called off and he's like, you're my son, but, you know, you're not at this level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, actually he's got doubts in his head and that's why he takes him off. And that plays into, there's a moment, so Stephanie comes out and says, Mm -hmm. like, if you don't, you need to do it now, Kurt. And then she walks away and then Kurt tries to do it again and all of a sudden Triple H's music hits. Yes. Oh, so you carry on. And out comes the game. And the game grabs the microphone and says, if you're not going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he turns around and says, "Team, the fifth member of Team Raw is me. And then there's a moment between Kurt and Triple H where they look at each other and Kurt essentially just goes, do it. He nods, exactly. Yeah, and he nods. And, uh, and this was clearly something that Triple H, uh, that Kurt had planned mm. when Stephanie first said, he's not good enough to be on Team Raw. Or even he might have been thinking it for the last week since he put him on the team. She's like, I don't think this is the right move. I need a bigger star, and especially now they've announced John Cena mm. in kayfabe. That's that's kind of the way I'm I'm reading the story. And it's a gr- that's it's a, a great, great story. story. It's so depth, like deep. Everyone's got shades of good and right on all the sides. Like you know, Jordan was given the place, and this is his dad. You think he's got his back? His dad, you know, has give has accidentally fallen into a trap of nepotism, and now he's realised the errors of his ways to for the better of the brand. Oh, it was 
really, really well done. Yeah. That little, I picked up on that nod as well. I'm glad you mentioned it because I almost forgot it. Meltzer said in his review of the piece that it's it's he wishes Triple H didn't bury, sorry, didn't pedigree Jordan because it sort of buries Jordan. Uh, like, not completely. And it also buries Kurt because Kurt didn't do anything to stop him. But it's all about that nod. Yeah. You've got to remember, like, yeah, okay, he's the biological son, but he only found out about him four months ago. Like, this, you're not going to have the same biological response to a kid you've raised from, you know, just like 10 or like, you know, a year, maybe a year you would have, but four months and a disappointment. And you've got to think that, like, this is your first seed that's being sown mm. for a potentially their WrestleMania match. Of Kurt Angle versus Jason, uh, Kurt Angle versus Jason Jordan. I think it'll be Kurt. Kurt Triple H is the root, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, why elevate new stars? Yeah. Yeah, that's another problem. Uh, but yes, I loved all of this. It was just, and that that sort of nod plays into mob boss Kurt Angle that we saw the following night, like main yeah. event mafia Kurt Angle. I hope, especially that, in the suit. I hope then if we are going to get main event mafia cut angle, that he starts to grow his hair back again and grow his beard. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, he looks so good like that. But his teeth look too perfect. I always yeah. thought. Uh, then we had a very good match from Samoa Joe, and well, not a very good match. It was just a solid match, but it told such a nice story. Yeah. It was Samoa Joe and Finn Balor working together, sworn enemies last week. Team Raw members this Sunday, so they're on a tag team here against Galanderson. Uh, Finn Balor, of course, against his usual brothers. I was surprised they didn't play up more into that. Mm, like yeah. they did a little bit on commentary. They said like, "Oh, they've got some history." But I thought that like Finn and Galanderson would have like a a, a, a too sweet moment. I thought they were really going to play into it, and then nope. Or just Luke and Carl going, "What are you doing with this guy? You you should be with us." Yeah, or something like that. But Finn and Joe, that like Joe was, I'm just going to be a professional because that's what he is. That's his character. He's like this hired muscle yeah. and he's just going to do this for the money so he just does all he needs to do and as soon as the bell rings and Finn Balor hits the coup de grace to win he walks right out that there. was such a great character man when he mm. walked away I loved that also love uh, Galanderson's new t-shirt with the nerdometer oh I didn't see that I didn't not, pick up on yeah, that yeah it's like a dial thing and it's just got like nerd nerds yeah it's great uh, and just the, the end sequence as well uh, with Bala and Joe working together. I think Joe dived through the ropes and then Finn Bala... I was like, what do you call it? An ur- Uranagi. 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 What am I talking about? Uh, Uranagi from Joe onto whoever. And then he, as Finn's getting up for the coup de grace onto the fallen Galanderson member, Joe's already dived out the ring to take out yeah. the other one. Slick. Although there was something that I, f- I feel the commentary really did miss out on, is that... Um, uh, Joe and Bala won the inaugural ah, Dusty yeah. Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And, you know, and if you'd have mentioned that, you probably could have told people to go subscribe to the network and go and watch it. But, I mean, we don't want to sell network subscriptions, so why bother? Yeah, it's like, fair enough you ignore stuff that happened in NXT when it doesn't help, when it doesn't, like, fit continuity. But this really would have helped it. And well, like you said, yeah. And also, like, that led to the start of their big program they had in NXT. Like, you could really build on the animosity mm. that they have with each other, not just from one week ago, but from... You know, two years ago, you could really build up on that, but yeah. no, it's raw now. This is where things actually start to happen. This is day dot, and they've only had a week long feud. Everything is all they've got history. That's the only way <laughs> we're gonna. It's this blanket 
mysterious yeah. thing over here. Don't subscribe to the network for that. But Triple H is pressing at the pay-per-view, so do subscribe to the network. Uh, Alexa Bliss up next backstage. Was it with Renee Young? I cannot remember. I can't remember. So probably not Renee I mean, Young. I, I didn't write down who it was. I just mm. wrote that Bliss cuts a promo on SmackDown. Yeah, but it was a, it was a pretty decent promo saying like she was the uh, the goddess, no, the goddess uh, of SmackDown. Said that she was going to be at SmackDown Live. Yeah, she teased that, and of course she followed up on her pro- uh, promise. Oh, really, Spoiler, really. she turned up. Well, yeah, but her thing was like, I might even, oh, yeah. I might even let's watch live, which I thought was a missed moment. Yeah, yeah, the Charlotte versus... Yeah, you're right, that would have been much better. But I also liked the, how they played the match in the end, because Charlotte and Natalia had a championship match on SmackDown, and the main event was... Stiff monster action. Braun Strowman versus Kane, in a match that didn't get started, although it definitely probably should have got started... Because they were both in the ring, they were both staring at each other, there was a referee there, it was a build, advertised, promoted main event, <laughs> but the referee did not ring the bell no. for a minute of them in the ring already. So the yeah. match officially never got started. I'll be honest, I didn't even realise that the match hadn't started. Yeah, yeah. And Until one of the commentators said, this match hasn't actually started. And then I was like, why are they in the ring for ages? Yeah. Like, why hasn't this match started? was a bit bizarre and then i thought all the work that came afterwards it was just it was just felt a bit clunky yeah i was a bit disappointed by this and really all it was building up to was that one big spot mm. where braun Strowman hit the running power slam to kane through the ring and the show just kind of ended from there yeah. and it's which is a shame because then they did like that that raw like what happened after the mm. show and braun on youtube on youtube and braun climbs out and does his big braun celebration and i'm like that's a great ending to the show not just like what happened to Braun? Because at this point, I'm not meant to be thinking, what happened to Braun? I'm meant to be thinking, what's going to happen at Survivor Series? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Braun's amazing. He looks really strong. I mean, I would have flipped it. I would have had the Triple H announcement close the show. Yeah. Uh, I'd, it's just we've been spoiled with Braun matches. Move aside Brock Lesnar. But, like, against the big show and Roman Reigns, we've had these really cool moments in Strowman matches. Uh, ring collapsing. Steel cages, ambulances, garbage trucks, and you this... put me in a garbage truck. Yeah, Still my favorite line. <laughs> Although this, you know, it's a good spot power putting someone in the ring canvas. We haven't seen that for a while. Just didn't, just didn't click for me. Kane no. just, Kane just, yeah, they felt like two jigsaw pieces that do not fit, and someone was really trying to force them together with a steel chair. It really felt like they suddenly realised that there isn't a raw pay-per-view until Royal Rumble. Mm. But we've started the storyline, and we'd better do it before Survivor Series. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. It's a SmackDown review, Mangle, I love it. We got us a flying Uso. SmackDown the following night opened with Shane McMahon addressing the entire United SmackDown roster backstage. Uh, you had everyone there. Weirdly, some people had microphones with them. I thought they could... Because it was like Shane was on a, a platform, like mm-hmm. a little stage backstage, and he was given this rallying address. And then he'll be like, Becky Lynch, Asuka said that she's going to do something to you. What do you have to say to that? And then Becky Lynch, rather than just being someone in the crowd shouting, has a microphone. Yeah. I thought that that was a bit weird to me. Yeah. The only thing she's going to break is her arm. Arm. <laughs> her arm. Uh, and then, yeah, Baron Corbin said, well, I'm going to beat up the Miz. And New Day were like, we're going to beat up the Shield. Yeah. Uh, it was good, but it was a nice way to open SmackDown. It felt like it was... Under siege, you know, they're all holed up in this room. I thought it was a bit hokey. Did you? Well, yeah. It is hokey. I enjoyed that. It's weird how I can love some hokey stuff, but then not love other hokey. This was the right side of hokey for me. Yeah, no, this felt a bit hokey to me. And also, uh, no Jinder, Cena, Orton, or Nakamura, as far as I could tell, mm. in the in the audience. But there was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who were standing right at the back, used right in the middle of the shot as well, like very intentionally, and they are just no-selling the entire thing. <laughs> Staring right into the camera. Yeah, that was great. Great work. Great work from them, too. Now, but, oh, I tell you who also wasn't there. Daniel Bryan. Yes. Uh, but he was the person who opened the show proper. Uh, in front of the live crowd, Daniel Bryan walked down to the ring, and he was very happy. And as I said in my SmackDown review, I was kind of like, ah, but the coolest thing about Daniel Bryan recently was the tension with Shane McMahon. And now he's happy, he's come back. Is he not going to address any of this? Uh, and then, like, AJ, he was like, let's bring out AJ Styles. And he did the, the Paul Heyman shtick for AJ Styles. He was AJ's advocate. Uh, and, and like we said earlier, really put over AJ's mental strength over Brock's uh, physical strength. Uh, but, but later on, there was a backstage bit between Brian and Shane McMahon where Brian was like, once this Survivor Series stuff is over... We need to have a chat. Yeah. So that's that's got me excited for next week's episode of SmackDown. Also got the debut of the greatest tag team in the world debuting next week. Bludgeon Brothers, of course. Big, stop spoiling Oh, sorry, I keep spoiling it. 
Um, this was a pretty good promo by uh, Daniel Bryan, with all things considered. I, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, there was a great line in here when he said that Brock's just quit. Like, he quit WWE yeah. when he got bored. Uh, he quit to a half-assed knee bar in UFC, which that I thought was, was a, a great line. I've written here, Daniel be shooting. Yeah, yeah. Nice shooting text. A lot of people tweeted me and said there's a certain counter I should update based on those comments. And, uh, yeah, AJ, AJ afterwards walked backstage after his, you know, like, God, he looks so good as champion. <laughs> so, so happy he's champion. So good to have him back as champion. And then, like, it was almost like I forgot the last six or so months, 170 days. AJ walks backstage after the promo, and backstage, uh, Jinder's there waiting for him and says, I haven't forgotten about you. And I thought, I've forgotten about you, though. <laughs> I really forgot. And just seeing Jinder, not with the title, he looks so out of place near the title. Yeah. Like, he should go straight back to the mid-card. Or, you know, he wasn't even at the mid-card last time. But, God, it's like coming out of a foggy, bad dream of, like, looming depression where you can see clearly. And you're like, oh, that was that was a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, what, what did you a think? a complete waste of time. Mm. I, and that, that's the thing that bugs me the most. You know, I was a bit pessimistic last week when I was talking about, ah, they'll just put the title back on him. But it seems like, I mean, they cancelled one of the India dates and the mm. only India date they do have now is him against Triple H and the Dunno date in Abu Dhabi, which again is Triple Oh, it's H. Roman Reigns versus Triple H in Abu Dhabi. Yeah, so I was going to say, oh, but like Triple H again in the main events in, in Abu Dhabi. Because again, why elevate new stars? Mm. Um, but, um... Roman Reigns. Um, but, like... You know, it, so it does appear that we are getting AJ as champion for a long time, and hot damn, good, good, yeah. excellent. But it does highlight that it was just a big waste of time, mm. and we could have actually had a really great year of a WWE championship, particularly after the bad start we had. But nope, we had this ginger experiments that went awry. Imagine if you switched the WWE title and the US title and those programs. Yeah. Like AJ and Owens were allowed to have good main event matches. For the WWE Championship, not switching the belt back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just sort out that feud. But they could, I reckon, they there's, they've definitely got good matches in them. Uh, and Randy Orton is fighting Jinder for the United States title. Oh, it makes so mm. much thematic sense. It does, but Randy's not going to de- downgrade mm. himself to that belt. He's, Cena did. Yeah, but that's John Cena. John Cena's a he's a company man. Randy Orton, yeah. Randy Orton, that's below him. He's a uh, he's just going to vape. <laughs> he's going to vape gonna and smoke it all up in electronic gas. He's just going to vape and do less and less house shows. Mm. Uh, next up, we have Baron Corbin Ooh. taking on Sin Cara for the United States Championship. Ad break. Uh, yeah, the, the most of this was an ad break, and it was the shrink into the corner ad break. So you could still watch the match. I've just, I've stopped I've stopped watching the match that happened. Yeah, no, it's because it's nothing. It's like yeah. during ad breaks, wrestlers don't do anything because they they know they're in the ad break, mm. so they just do rest holds. So. If the ad break is on, there's no point really watching any of the action because it's most likely just going to be a lot of rest holds. Yeah. Or like, or just one person getting the advantage and then doing some rest holds. But when they came back, it was sort of like three, four minutes left. And I got into it. I thought Sin Cara was working very well. The moonsault to the outside was fantastic. And the, the finish of uh, Baron Corbin just hitting the end of days. Mm-hmm. Was it the end of days? End of days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I... Uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was good, but it does mean Baron and Miz is still a thing that's happening. Yeah, end of days from out of nowhere. It's like, mm. the, it's like the new RKO. Um, I my notes here, and I think I said this last week as well. This feud would be so much more interesting if it was Ty Dillinger rather yes. than Sin Cara. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't because yeah. like I mean maybe this is a question I can have answered. Maybe we'll get this in Great Balls of Botch next time. But what is Sin Cara's finisher? Mexican stuff. 
like, I'm sure if you go on to WWE 2K18, it will tell you, but yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him hit a move that you would say, like, oh, that's Sin Cara's finisher. Wikipedia tells us it's a senton. Mm, yeah, we, that was the, the reason for that little break there. Uh, a bathroom break, as it were, which is what the uh, the match at Survivor Series will probably end probably. up being. Of all the matches minutes. on that card, mm. yeah, absolutely. It's the one that I'm least interested in. On the main card... So we've got Enzo versus Kalisto on the pre-show. Apparently, another match, another elimination match is going to be added. Oh, right. Maybe on a the tag Raw team one. SmackDown theme. Maybe a tag team one. Yeah, yeah it could be. No, actually, I don't know if you've got any tag teams left apart from Galanderson, Rhino, and Heath Slater. Fashion Police versus Galanderson. Yeah, I could go for Comedy that. Comedy match. Um, I suppose, actually, speaking of Kalisto, did you watch uh, 205 Live? I mean, I know mm. that we don't watch it a lot, but... They were celebrating Kalisto's birthday. Yeah. And, I mean, if I know ratings aren't great for 205 Live, so they're just pulling out the big guns at the mm. moment by having a birthday celebration for one of the least popular people on the roster. It could be really good, though. Like, if Drew Gulak's in there, I bet it's hilarious. Uh, next up, we had Charlotte versus Natalia for the women's title in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte's uh, hometown or conceived town? I don't know if it's a I... Beckham thing or a Flair thing. Uh, I'm not entirely certain myself. Mm. Uh, what I do know is that uh, there was another ad break. So fun fact for you, of the four matches that were on SmackDown Live this week, all four of them had ad breaks. Uh, yeah, when I wrote my review, I initially had SmackDown. Right, so, you know, the top rating. And then I went through again, I was like, I can't give a SmackDown to a wrestling show that doesn't have, like, one super amazing match on Yeah. And I think it's because with the Shane hokiness at the start and mm. then the Daniel Bryan AJ stuff afterwards, I think that was like the first 16 to 20 minutes of TV. Yeah. So after that, you're like, okay, well, we've got the wrestling, but that's where we need to put our ad breaks in. Yeah, I wish they took ad breaks in promos. <sighs> you know, come back and it's still Triple H talking <laughs> for 20 minutes. But this match, then I said there's no fantastic matches on this show. This was a great match. I'm just saying it wasn't like one of the matches of the year, which would what it would have it's to be a shame it wasn't on pay-per-view yeah uh, th- but this was really really good i really just thought in my head well you know it's charlotte's hometown there's no chance she's winning and then when natalia got her into the sharpshooter after a greater uh, power bomb into the turnbuckle outside spot yeah great uh, there was loads of nice little bits then charlotte got her in the figure eight and made natalia tap really nice moment but it was the match was really good but it was the post-match that I really, really, really loved. And it was Charlotte saying, you know, I dedicate this title to my dad. He's not here because he's been unwell, uh, but he's watching from home. Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Rick. And I genuinely bought into that. I didn't... Did you have an inkling? No, Mm. absolutely not at all. And then... I could... No, no, you you tell tell what happened and I'll I'll give my piece. Yeah. And then you're like, of course they're going to bring back Ric Flair after those words. So she's walking up the up the ramp and then Ric Flair's entrance music hits. He comes out, floods of tears. Charlotte's already in floods of tears. They hug. He raises her hand. In, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Flair country. I loved it. This was, um, yeah, I mean, someone was cutting some onions close by, um, mm. making, oh, yeah. making a lasagna. The, I left the window open and it was raining directly onto my face. Yeah, there was yeah. an inflammation in my tear glands. Yeah. Um, so I thought the moment was absolutely magical. Here's my one thing. Ooh. I wish Alexa Bliss had ruined it. I I oh. know like I know that it's it was such a perfect moment. And it was a really organic moment as well because it was nice to see Rick come back and for them to have their moment together. And I'm so glad that they didn't do this. But I was thinking afterwards, 
man, the heat Alexa Bliss would have got if she'd have ruined this segment. Or if like her, mm. if Rick's music had played and then Alexa Bliss had come out instead doing the flare struts. Like, that, that's, what, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, it would have been horrible. I would have hated yeah. it, but oh, it probably would have been good as well. Someone wrote, imagine the heat Dolph Ziggler would get if he came out <laughs> as Rick Flair. Oh man, he might have actually got some heat. Yeah. Oh, he got hate. Stop being down on that bit. Uh, the, I know what you're saying, and it would be, but sometimes, and I could, you know, any other day, maybe, maybe I would have agreed with you, but I think this was such a lovely moment. Sometimes just have the lovely moment. Other times, ruin the lovely moment. Yeah. That's also great. Like with the Sami Zayn title win, Kevin Owens powerbomb, ha, 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 uh, back in NXT. Uh, or the DIY, you know, celebration yeah. back in NXT. A lot, of, a lot of turning people in NXT. Well, actually, and as another NXT example, um, to build up to your point as well, and to very much agree with your point, I remember when they were doing the very first uh, Dusty Rhodes Invitational mm. or Classic Tag Team Tournament, whatever the hell they call it, um, there was a lot of people speculating that this was going to be the, the debut of the Balor Club and the Balor was going to turn on Joe, they were going to win and they were going to do this big beatdown spot. And in the end, Balor and Joe won, they got their trophy, they posed in the ring with Cody and Goldust, and it was lovely. And it was mm. just a really, really nice moment, and the crowd were well happy and well into it. And I remember Brian Alfred at the time going like, you know what, I'm glad they didn't do an angle, because this was just really nice. Yeah, sometimes it's just better. Yeah. Have you heard uh, Goldust is going to be ringside for War Games? Is he really? Yeah, Very yeah, nice. A, a tribute to his father. They did an excellent video package on War Games on mm. last week's NXT uh, TV show. I'll check it out. It's marvellous. The... Uh, yeah, I do agree with you, though. This is the go-home show. And you've made a much better match, because I, I'm more into the face of Charlotte versus heel bliss dynamic. But it would be it would have been better if Alexa ruined a match or, like, cost Charlotte, who was already champion the match, mm. and you had this Ric Flair moment at a pay-per-view. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, that's what I was thinking. It's a way to have both... Keep yeah, us both happy. Absolutely, yeah. Well, compromise. Uh, compromise. Halfway happy. <laughs> exactly. To quote Stranger Things series two. Uh, but yes, I, I loved it uh, regardless. Do you want to talk about the next bit? Well, our, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers um, cut another brilliant promo out yeah. in the woods, filmed filmed amazingly in their brilliant costumes and their amazing hammers. Their gimmick is alive and well. There was naysayers last week. I got a lot of messages from people saying that the gimmick is dead because they did a house show where they just came out to Luke Harper's music wearing their regular attire. But long live the Bludgeon Brothers and they're here next week, hammers and all, I bloody hope. Cameras beware, because they're <laughs> yeah. tearing through WWE's production department pretty quickly. It was uh, they did the similar thing to Stephanie McMahon. The Columbo just, walked, <laughs> you know, they were walking off after they said their mean things, and they, oh no, wait, we've got to destroy the camera. <laughs> because that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna cut one of these days like that. I I love it. Yeah, I love um, the Bludgeon Brothers. Great stuff. I mean, they're not debuting. No, no. This would be this would be a month away. You reckon this is Emelina all over again? I, well, it'll be Fashion Files. I I know WWE. They're not going <laughs> to stick to something they've announced. Don't don't take that as confirmation of anything. Uh, after this, we had Chad Gable losing to Jimmy Uso. I think it was Jimmy Uso. It was Jimmy Uso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because Jay was in injured. Luckily, it seems that seems to be in storyline, or yes. maybe it was a little niggle, and he's just taken this week off. So he's good for Survivor Jay Series. I thought it was Jimmy that was hurt, and I thought that he was getting his retribution on Chad Gable oh, in this man. match. I did research this, uh, so I didn't because I thought that I was like, I don't want to say this in the review and it be wrong. So I researched who did what, and yeah. it, 
it's the way I'm saying it. You sure? Well, now you're making me doubt it. <laughs> well, no, the only reason I did that is because I thought it was Jimmy, the one that was hurt, mm. because I've written in here, ah, oh, he's gone for the knee. That's really good in-ring storytelling. And I think it was just avenging his brother. No, no, no I mean, like, Chad was going for his knee. Oh, you're just going, going for knees all of... Oh, damn, maybe I got it wrong then. I did check it, though. <laughs> balls. Uh, yep, great balls are botched for next episode. Spoiler. One of us is wrong. Yeah, uh, the, the this was this was good. Uh, nothing spectacular. Gable is showing those heel tendencies still. Uh, Shelton Benjamin got involved behind the referee's back too. I, but it's it's one of the feuds that has been quite negatively impacted by Survivor Series. I think storylines are doing well in the background, but actual feuds like you've been saying are are now awkwardly stumbling along under the heavy weight of Survivor Series. Yeah, pretty much. But I'm I'm excited for after. Survivor Series when they get to go at it properly. I just like I just want to hear the Usos um, cut more promos, mm. and I loved the the point they made as like at last year's Survivor Series during the tag team match it came down to two teams, the Usos and the Bar. And look at us again this year, mm. both the champions, and we're going to dare it up again. I didn't think of that. Uh, next up, we had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens back from the being sent home from the European tour, yep. and they were they were sort of being moany backstage about how it should be the Kevin and Sammy show. No, no, no. The Sammy and Kevin show. Well, I was going to say, I love the fact that Kevin always calls it the Sammy and Kevin show, and Ke- and Sammy always calls it the Kevin and Sammy show. It's great, because they're yeah. best friends. Yeah. They're super best friends. <laughs> they, do, they And they're like, you know when you, you're, in, you're in a little bubble and you feel like everyone's against you? I totally get that from these two. Yeah. Where they're just being psychotic over the top. When they just need to like grow up and sit down and go, oh, it's we can move past this. Yeah. But that's not as good storytelling and not as dramatically interesting. Uh, but they, yeah, they said it's about them, not SmackDown. It's you know, it's their show, not not the SmackDown show. So if that's not foreshadowing for what's going to happen at Survivor Series, I don't know what is. And the main event was New Day getting their revenge for not getting a beat down on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens last week by having the main event. They were going pretty good. It was a fine match, nothing spectacular, until The well, Shield came out. Or do you before, want to talk about the New Day promo? I, I did want to talk about the New Day promo because there was a line in here that I really enjoyed when they were talking about how The Shield are like multi-time world champions. But like between us, we got, like ex- I can't remember mm. the number, they said like we got all these championships, although that is mostly Kofi. Yeah, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggie just goes, "Yep, he's very good." Yeah, which I really enjoyed. And there was also the pointing out of we've never turned on each other. Yeah, and they have. Although foreshadowing. Yeah, I don't. I never even thought about a new day breakup until they said that. Yeah, I was going to say I've never thought about it either. And as soon as they started, I was like, "Oh, they're turning on each other yeah. at some point." That's a lie because I think I did a podcast with Finn Martin last year about how the new day should break up and how Xavier Wood should be. But we, I think we both agreed it should just be an amicable split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but there was, it was a good promo, as always. The match was uh, fine, um, but it wasn't about the match. It was about the Shield telling the production guy to play their music and then interrupt. Not just play their music, to make sure that their uh, name gets put mm-hmm. up on the screen and on the, the ring LED screen as well. Because like, yep. you've got to make sure that people know that it is The Shield, not just by the music. And and you've also got to let everyone in the audience know two minutes before it happens <laughs> when security start clearing the way because the previous night, that guy in the blue shirt tried to... Did you see that? Yeah, tried yeah. to come down to the ring with them. I, I think that's actually a very smart thing that security are doing now because otherwise you end up with... Do you remember the, the woman who kept trying to show her butt to Shane, Shane McMahon. McMahon. It's yeah. working. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm sure her mother's proud. Yes. 
Uh, <laughs> I forgot about her. They, but this was, uh, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. came out. They came straight down. They did the S.H.I.E.L.D. get up onto the ring apron. And for a moment there, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn stood side by side with the New Day. And I'm such a sucker, aren't oh, I? I'm Oliver such Davis. a sucker. I thought for a moment that they were going to help out. No. I, I, know they, I know they weren't going to, but there was something in my heart that was like, maybe they're going to come good. No. And I'm like, oh, man, when they do turn babyface as a tag team, that's going to be a glorious day. Uh, but they, of course, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn bailed correctly this time, I assume. <laughs> Haven't heard anything that they've been sent home. <laughs> they, and, were, they were meant to say yeah, that. Maybe and, that's why the camera cut away so quickly. Yeah, yeah, it was a weird cut. And they, they walked out, leaving the New Day to get beaten up by the Shield. Uh, the Usos run down. And then there was, I, I mentioned this in the, re- the review, there were so many nice character moments because you've got all of these sides, these two separate sides that never interact. But there's existing history there. And they can tell... It's amazing how uh, action and not words can tell stories so well in just a few moments. I think that's what WWE forgets a lot with their reliance on promos. But Usos came down and Roman Reigns is the first to confront them. And there's like two seconds pause. Because, of course, they're family in real life. They're Us. Well, they were a, a unit at one point when they were yeah. feuding with AJ Styles way back when. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then it was it was Dean and Seth who attacked the Usos. Yeah. Uh, and then then everyone was running in, cut backstage. The Raw women burst into uh, the SmackDown ladies' locker room and beat them all up there. Asuka was you know, killing someone, I think. And Charlotte got properly decked out by uh, Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. So she was there, but she was just a bit late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it would. Ubers aren't that reliable. Yeah, it would ruin the show's structure, I guess, because as soon as Alexa Bliss was there in that point of the show, yeah, yeah, uh, you couldn't have that big reveal later. Maybe, uh, but then loads of Raw members were there. Titus O'Neil was very prevalent, and at first I thought, why is Titus O'Neil getting so much like action time? And I thought he was the first person they, him and Ty, um, Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews were the first people that got attacked. It's so very true, like, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, where was Hunter? Yeah, you know. And where, but you can ask where was Hunter and where was John Cena. I think that's fine, you know. Like, they're not there, right? Fair enough. But this is the problem when you do build your match around part-timers. Mm. Because then you are asking people to get very invested in this Raw v Smackdown thing where, like, I don't know, 40% of the people that are in the match weren't actually yeah. involved in this, in this end angle. Yeah, now you're saying it. It's like, this was really good, but think how incredible it would be if both those guys were there. Yeah. I mean, the, the, real, the real annoying thing is that Autumn wasn't there. Because he should, like, he should have been there. But, There's but, no reason. Although, if I'm Randy Orton and I get told what's going to happen, and especially when you see what happens to poor old Nakamura, who was just made to look like a complete chump, mm-hmm. like they're like, I'm not doing that. And you're Randy Orton, you've got that sway. It's like I'm not looking like a dick in front of all my friends. Yeah, I guess so, dick <laughs> assholes. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, the, the Kurt Angle comes out in his mob boss outfit. And then he's like a little head nod, and then out comes Braun. I was like, "Yeah, Braun's who music also is playing." Told uh, the production people yep, to play yep. the music and put the graphics up. Yeah, and they must have been sending files to the SmackDown production <laughs> crew all day. The Raw team from because that you got to I, download that that. I was going to say, do you not think they've got like a shared Google Drive that they just take things from? I hope not. Like <laughs> you, I, I would want Raw and SmackDown's uh, filing system to be separate. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like I act- want it to go right down. <laughs> Treat them like actual separate, separate brands. Everything, uh, yeah. And 
Yeah, and Braun just came down and destroyed everyone, Shinsuke Nakamura included. Uh, and yeah, that that was it. The uh, two triple power bombs under Shane McMahon, with Kurt he, Angle being like, "Do this," because he is the star. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kurt hit him with an Olympic slam as well. But he was Kurt looked so cool here, and he was just like picking up Shane's face, like, "This is what you made me do." Uh, I loved it when I watched it. When I sort of rewatched it after the fact to do the review, I loved it even more. I just I love it even more every time I think about it. It's different enough to the Raw Invasion where it feels good. It was such a, like this is the go home angle. Like WWE have been terrible at go home shows all year. I can't think of a, a genuinely good one. This one was perfect. L- apart yeah. from AJ Cena and Orton. <laughs> yeah. Missing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. But which show was better? It's a tough one. We don't know uh, which ones we're going to pick. Vote in the poll above our head because this does play into the overall Wrestle Ramble war between us two. I, so you voted, I am going to say SmackDown. See, I'm going to go say, I'm going to say Raw. Are you really? I'm really going to say Raw because like, although that end angle was awesome, that's all the show was. The Charlotte title win. Yeah, there was that as well. The opening Daniel Bryan promo. Uh, yeah, Bludgeon but like, Brothers. Well, the Bludgeon Brothers. I mean, when they debut next week, obviously mm. SmackDown's going to win. But for me, I just I thought Raw had more going for it. I really liked the the Kurt segment. Really enjoyed the uh, mm. the, the Ballard and uh, Joe tag team thing. Um, for for all of its faults, I I quite enjoyed Braun power slamming uh, Kane through the ring uh, through the ring. I just I thought it was more enjoyable stuff on on Raw. Uh, SmackDown for me was just like it was that title win and the closing promo. Everything else, it's it's as you said. It's a wrestling show, but there wasn't actually any wrestling mm. on there to kind of sink your teeth into. Yeah, the Shield match was really good on Raw. I mean, I'm not saying SmackDown was loads better. I'm just, I, they were yeah, close, I know, they were I, I absolutely, I get that. And I'm not saying that yeah, you're yeah. wrong, or if anyone you know disagrees with me, which I imagine everyone, well, the majority will. I, I think, I, hope so. I think you are going to win the poll, like you know, hand over fist. But I and I don't disagree with any person mm. there. It's just for me, I just, I, it was one angle. So should we just talk about that Survivor Series theory now? Yeah, let's get out of the way, I mean, bas- finally. Basically, or we could just keep teasing it and talk about it after <laughs> Survivor Series has happened. I mean, basically, my theory is because they haven't announced who the fifth member of the SmackDown team, uh, the SmackDown women's team is. Here's how I picture it happening. So the Raw make all their entrants. And then SmackDown make their entrants as well. The four ladies that still haven't announced. And then Lana comes out as the fifth uh, lady. And, the, and uh, Becky's like, no, no, no. It's not you, Lana. We said we're not having you on that team. Natalia's music is. Natalia walks out like, no, Natalia, it's not you either. I've gone and I've found an old friend who's going to fill in for me. And it's the returning Paige. And Paige becomes the fifth member mm. of Team SmackDown. So what you've just done there, you've set me up. You've uh, done a beautiful cross into the uh, into the the penalty box. And I'm, I'm just about to header it into the back of the net for you. But I haven't. I've brought out a big spike and I've punctured the ball and I've called off the game and I've ruined football for everyone. Because I thought this, and someone else pitched this on Twitter, I was under the understanding that when Natalia said last week to set up the championship match, she said, you know, I might as well wrestle on Team SmackDown as well because I'm that damn good. I'm better than Charlotte. And Charlotte's like, well, why don't we put that on the line against your title? So I thought Natalia was now a member of Team SmackDown. However, they did not reference that at all and on actually in when they were building the match they were saying 
there's a fifth member of the women's team that's yet to be announced. Mm. And on the website, there's just a there's a vacant picture. Ah, vacant's doing it. Oh, well, there, there you go. It's vacant. Okay, well, vacant's yeah, yeah, filling vacant's in, yeah. In but that, that's my theory. Let's get into some... Uh, well, we can do more on the Survivor Series predictions, which will be with you this Saturday, Swaff Nation. Oh, Friday, if you're a Patreon backer. Oh, yes. Um, well, not the podcast version. No, no, the... Uh, the, the Jonathan Nicholson writes Swaft. Best podcast around. Ollie and Luke are the best. Keep it swaft. Thanks, Winky Jonathan. Winky face emoji. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan Nicholson. And Tib619 <laughs> says intro idea. Ooh. Ooh. I think, do you want to do this along with me? So this is uh, Tib619's uh, intro idea. Start of podcast idea equals S-W-A-F-T SWAF Nation Then the support wrestle talk bit I uh, hope you like my idea I do like it actually Yes I would I would just switch it around I'd say support wrestle talk And then S-W-A-F-T SWAF Nation Yeah Because I like support wrestle talk at the start You do um, We don't give him his cheap up Sorry Tim619 Thank you I uh, So I recorded my Smackdown review today Separate video I'm looking through the rushes to make sure they recorded okay and you know I, I spell out swaft at one point because the nice person with the sign in the crowd and you look at me and you go fwaft and i was like what no i said swaft we played it back i spelt swaft wrong it's quite the skill yeah so swaft is already spelt wrong from something that's already spelt wrong did i tell this story in the podcast in the in the show, no. Deja vu, man. Oh man, the glitch Halfway in the matrix. Through that, I was like, I told that people are going to hear this story twice. No, that's just a glitch Let's in the matrix. Let's do some more stories twice. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm pretty good. So uh, my bedroom uh, was filled with <laughs> tissues, and uh, it looked like I had the best weekend alone ever. I think Paige is going to be the fifth <laughs> member. Lana's going to come Smackdown. down, and Becky's going to be like, no, it's not you. Well. We will be back with you this Saturday, Friday for Patreon backers. Of course, remember, click the link. Hopefully it's in the podcast description. You can support this podcast and you will get more podcast. That's right, we have a monthly exclusive Patreon podcast reviewing pay-per-views of old. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know so, if you... Yeah, well, I use... No, I screwed up the sign-off. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Love you, bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 